Are you pondering what I'm pondering? Exciting episode of the New England Society of Geeks podcast. Every time I do, I do too many podcasts. Every time I got, which one am I doing now? Uh, I have assembled a fine panel with me tonight. We have uh, Jimbo on my left. What's up, Haley? Hello, and Eric. Hello, and tonight we are going to be discussing uh, geek culture and media. Whoops. <laughs> Drop that, not picking it up. <laughs> too much. <laughs> and uh, how how it's changed, and uh, is it going? Are we getting close to an oversaturated oversaturated point? Is there even an oversaturated point? So uh, let's get started. Um, now, Jimbo and I are old farts. <laughs> In, in our forties ish, yep. And so we can remember a time back in the day when, as I said before the recording, we had to hide some of our geek interests, like we were hiding our porn. I mean, uh, like other <laughs> other people were hiding their porn. Uh, <laughs> but nowadays, it feels like we can be more open with it. Uh, now, Eric and Haley, you guys are a little younger. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a wee bit. You make it sound bad when you put it that way. We're 21. I'm 22, yeah, but yeah. yeah. Well, I'm, yeah, <laughs> I'm an old oh, dude, okay. yeah, I'm already. I'm already on that. That's about half our age. <laughs> so, uh, <clears throat> sorry about that. I, I'm actually interested to know what it's been like for you guys. Um, I think it's been awesome, personally. I mean, we grew up with it. From, like, as soon as we turned, like, I don't know, nine, like, you could start so, playing with, like, young kid video games. Yeah, but, like, so, I don't know, for me, I, I it was partially due to the school I was in, the system I was in, where, you know, it, it was in Templeton, right? Like, like you know, eight, fifth grade onward or whatever. Right, yeah. Um, and a lot of the culture of that town is still very much like sports. Like the most exciting thing every single week oh, is yeah. the high school football game <laughs> on a Friday night. No, they're also hickey. Yeah. They're all most are rednecks, you know, but like <laughs> the, so I grew up at least in my school very much. So like, I still kind of had to hide like how I really felt about that stuff. So yeah. like my dad is just as big of a, as big of a geek as I am. So like I grew up around that. Like my whole family was like, we all, you know, star Wars, like every time it was on TV, we'd have to watch the entire thing and stuff like that. Even like, you know, oh, yeah. whatever. But like still in school, I had to always hide it still. Mm-hmm. I, I would let it peek through occasionally because kind of when I hit the high school phase or like eighth grade ish was when people started to, kind of talk about video games openly, but at that point, it was still only, like, Call of Duty. Stuff like that, right? right. It was like yeah, your average the big shooter. Yeah. yeah. So it's stuff like that. So, like, you know, I'm playing games like Bioshock and stuff. It's, just, it's like, these incredible stories and, like, mm. you know, and people still didn't talk about that. So I still sort of had to keep that off to the side. And then 
I sort of just hit, I hit college freshman year and I was just like, wait a minute, like, like, I don't like, who cares? <laughs> like if I need to hide it or not. And I, it also helped that, I mean, again, it also helps that I picked a major game design where everyone else is going to be similar. So oh, then that's yeah. when I really let it, I started wearing all kinds of like merch and stuff. I started, you know, expressing all that. I talked about it all the time. Uh, cause before, prior to that, it was, you know, usually me just like, usually reading articles on like in IGN or something like that or oh, like, yeah, yeah. you know rooster teeth stuff like that so it was always I, it was sort of I kept it to myself and then when I got to college I, I just kind of let it go and, and and then that's now we're at the stage where like I can just talk about whatever and like no one questions it right like but like yeah I still very much understand that point of like when when you sort of had to hide it right because like right, I yeah. you know like I said if I started talking about like Half of the things I like, I can talk about now about like geek culture. People go, nerd. <laughs> Listen, the, the movie Grandma's Boy is almost as old as you guys are. So I know, it's, you know, it's a good movie though. I so, never really related. I guess. I don't know. Well, I guess part of it is also where where you're from and still like. Yeah, I'm still. I was like in a state that is as blue as the sky. I was in the only red spot, right? Like, when you think about it from a political standpoint, like, well, my town has always been conservative well, or around. Well, you gotta, you gotta realize, though, in, 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 in the world, the blue, the only blue is out towards Boston. As soon yeah. as you, as soon as you hit, like, Fitchburg, Fitchburg is known as the frontier. Yeah. And, and we're like the last of the fort on the, on the wild frontier and the, and the rest of it. There'll be dragons out, out that way. Yeah. So you know, and then and then you go to Western Mass. Western Mass is a lot of you know throughout the Berkshires. Well, you got the New York Berkshires, but then you know where my wife grew up. She grew up in Westfield. Yeah. Westfield is you know pretty chill individuals, but they they have like a happy medium. I mean, yeah. they're they're redneck, but they're not redneck. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. All at the same time. So you know, more purplish. Yeah, they, they are. They are. Well, it truly, yeah, it truly well, is. You know, you know, even even the liberals carry around shotguns. So you know, I mean, it doesn't it, it doesn't phase them. But yeah, well, I, yeah. I, I mean, I guess I you sort of use I use you know red and blue as like the basis but that was like what i i mean it in like the most oh trust me we, we like, know we know yeah. what temple tucky's like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah like I, I i frequently have tractors driving across my road because they're like going from one farm <laughs> yeah, to another. Yeah. like i'm that's frequent for me so like the, the idea of like spending all your time on the internet or like consuming culture like that like doesn't make sense well it'd be harder yeah it'd be harder to find in a in a smaller town like that but yeah. But it's big city folk. Yeah, I mean, you had a school, which I think your grade had a grade size, like had an average size that my entire school was, your grade. My school was massive, but the problem with us, or at least with me, so I loved playing video games and watching movies and everything when I was super young because it was new, but unlike Eric, I wasn't like surrounded by it because my family didn't care my family didn't do that stuff either right so um i liked it when i was little and then when i grew up and i started going to maine to visit my dad there was nothing there you know like the the (laughs) cabins and the lodge he made yeah there was no internet there was no (laughs) tv nothing so i was just outside and i had to if i did want to play video games i'd have to steal my stepbrother's xbox and all he had was call of duty 3 so of course, I, classic. I was not exposed to anything video game, music, geek culture related at all 
until like close to my senior year or graduation, maybe. So like all throughout high school, that wasn't something that ever crossed my mind. So I felt like I'd, I didn't have to hide it or expose it because it just wasn't there. Interesting. And well, no one talked about it at well, school either. Well, now you, you also know why Stephen King writes horror novels because he grew up. Yeah. <laughs> he yeah. No, I know. I'm very aware. It's creepy out there. Creepy. But yeah, I mean, if I, I feel like at least with my school, they were very open. Like we didn't hear about bullying ever. So. Like, there were people that weren't friends with each other, but no one was ever picking on someone, at least from what I understood. So mm. even if someone did, like, have certain interests and they talked about it, like, the people at my school would have been, like, like giving them the time of day. Like, I feel like... Because even when I... Senior year, when I started really getting into music, I actually found other people that I had never talked to before, Mandy and Jordan mm-hmm. and all of them, um which I'm not friends with, by the way, anymore. But anyway, I made friends <laughs> senior year based off the stuff that I started getting into. So there were people out there that still liked it, but we would talk about it during class all the time and no one would say anything. No one cared. No one made fun of us or anything. So I think it was just where I grew up. No one really blinked an eye, but it wasn't something that was super popular either. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I, again, my, my experiences were not similar. Like I, my, uh, my nickname Right in high school uh, was Master Chief because it actually <laughs> stemmed from the fact that we always used to play Halo Three, like me and a big group of people. No, I know. <laughs> but here's the problem again: it's that culture of everyone kind of like playing it, and we would play custom games all the time, and you know we all had like probably over a hundred hours or whatever in it, a couple hundred probably. But I was better than them. So then they called me a nerd and then would call me Master Chief and stuff. I'd be like, God, like some of you literally play this game more than I do, but just because I'm better than you at it, yeah. all of a sudden, like, I'm the, I'm the super nerd. Wait, for it. so are you guys implying that back when you guys were kids, if they found out that you were super into Star Wars or something like that, that they would like, be like the movies and shove you against lockers and stuff. Yeah, oh, sometimes. Yeah, 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 yeah. literally. Have, have you seen how big I am? Yeah, no one shoved me against. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. If they did, I would have just slugged them in the face. See, I, I was a little bit. I was a little bit different than you, though. I was I like, like, okay, we grew up. It was a little bit different. Than everybody. <laughs> yeah, shut up. Well, you know, but no, I mean, back in Fitchburg, I mean, we we had we had a collective, like. Okay, you, you had to realize clicks were still super huge back then. Like it, it was like a John Hughes film. It really was. You had your sportos, your geeks, your motorheads, your 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 dweebs, potheads. We were like a we were kind of like the UN for the misfit toys. We were like like groups, but we had like three tables worth of people mm-hmm. that used to come out and like and they were from everywhere. They like like you know you had. I mean, Christ, I mean, we had it just about everybody. That was, yeah, but that was high school. Yeah, but that was, high, that was high school. But even in junior high, I mean, your friends still, like... Yeah, but it was it was a different... You had bullies, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, we didn't. I didn't necessarily have anybody bullying me about it, but you always felt... You felt wrong talking about it. Yeah. Right? yeah. You, 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 felt, you, you felt dirty. Yeah, you felt like... Um, it made you like like some kind of freak or something. You know what I mean? Like 
Well, for me, sometimes, yes. Yeah. For me, sometimes it felt like I was speaking a different language. Yeah. Like, if yes. you start talking yes. about the plot of Star Wars with someone that doesn't has no idea, they're right. like, what the hell? Like, you're like, you don't understand. It's in a different galaxy, but, like, a really long time ago. Like, I know you can't think about that, <laughs> but they have laser guns, but it's, like, really far in the past. And they're well, like, huh? Like, I can, you know, you could you could go around quoting movies and stuff to your friends because they're all into the same thing, but... Like, outside of your group, it, it yeah. was, let's just say it was frowned upon. Yeah. So then how did you find your friends if you were worried about expressing what you were into? Um, well, different ways. Neighborhood had a lot to do with Neighborhood, it. Neighborhood, yeah. Um, yeah, I like guess that's I had that in elementary school. Yeah. Like, I, like, I grew up, the, the friends that I had, we were all kind of weird like that. We were geeks, but we were also, like, kind of like, you know sporty kind of kids too like we we talked about everything we talked about you know watched horror movies we watched you know sci-fi movies we watched professional wrestling was just a matter of fact i was watching uh, back when was, the giant back when the other day cool. oh, i haven't watched that yet i was oh, back when wrestling was, was good. cool yeah. yeah you know i mean it, like we I talked about everything like you know we talked about we i remember sitting there watching the 86 world series and sitting there the next morning and you talked about it. you didn't call your friends you didn't text your friends you didn't like skype with your friends you didn't youtube yourself <laughs> on the couch going no Billy Buckner. Hey guys, just me doing another reaction. Yeah, what you did was you came in and you slogged your butt down to the bus stop and you were sitting there going, did you watch that game? And your friends were like, yeah, I watched the game. And then, you know, you were like, okay, what are we going to do this weekend? Oh, let's go see Predator. Okay. So, you know, you were, you were like my group of like neighborhood friends, the kids that I grew up with throughout my formative years, they were all kind of weird, geeky, but cross- like a hybrid. I mean, I, I I have to say, like, I don't look like a super geek because I'm like, like I coach like football. I, you know, enjoy watching football, baseball, you know, that kind of stuff. But I'm not. But I'm also like I've read just about every Star Wars novel there is. And but the thing about that is that I've said it a million times that a lot of people won't admit to, won't realize that even even. Even the like the people who are really, really, really into sports, to the point where they, you know, they'll coach or they, they know they're they're just as they're much nerds. they're just as much they're, as yeah, they're nerds. God, people who are super into fantasy football are just stats nerds. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, I get it. Or, or, or the, you know, the people that dress up and go to games and stuff. Yeah, that's just like cosplay. Like, yeah. Or, yeah. or take a part of your fence and go to your friends. Yeah, those guys. Yeah. So they won't admit it, but they're they're they. They're exactly the same. It's just a different topic. They just and, like sports. And, but there's also a lot of those those guys that are like sci-fi nerds, too. Oh, sure, yeah. I mean, I, I'll say one thing for our generation, especially you, Nato, and me, because we were young when Star Wars came out. I mean, there was always Star Trek. Mm-hmm. But that was like a show, and like at the time when we were kids, that wasn't eh, it wasn't even really on the horizon. I mean, our, our biggest sci-fi that we had at that point in time was Battlestar Galactica <laughs> and like the black hole, you know. So there wasn't there wasn't a whole lot of like super sci-fi, and then you had Star Wars, and that was like game changer. Mm. And what happened was a lot of our generation. And you, you'll notice, like, even, like, the kids that I noticed, like, you know, were, were Facebook friends now, you know, but many years ago, like, they were, like, the kids that, you know, they were the popular kids. 
back in high school and stuff like that. Now, I knew all those guys. I hung out with all those guys. It wasn't my exclusive thing. When we got to high school, it was like, you know, there was a bigger split. It's still, I could be friendly with them. I could still go to parties with them. But they weren't my set. Like, NATO was my set. That's that's who I rolled with. On the weekends, we'd go and drink golden margaritas and go to Roll on America and <laughs> try to score chicks. That was what we did. Nice. Yeah, I did not do that. <laughs> you like the golden margarita. Uh, but, I mean, the, the guys that, like, I knew that were popular... Like when, like the Star Wars movie started coming out, you see them on Facebook going, "Oh, I'm so excited to go see the new Star Wars," and they couldn't wait to bring their kids to go see Star Wars, and you know, so they were geeks. It just wasn't maybe super prevalent for them, mm-hmm. like on the on the on the forefront, and they didn't, you know, they didn't wear their fle- their freak flag, you know, so much way back when. But they were still they were still closet geeks, and even though they were most popular, they were still somewhat geeky right they just couldn't be as outward about it because yeah. they were the popular kids yeah yeah well you know so like to answer your question i you met your friends in different ways some of them you grew up with in the neighborhood some of them uh you might meet down at the local comic book store mm. and make friends yeah. with back in back in our day we actually had two comic book stores mm-hmm. for a little while uh, right down the street from our high school, where you know we had our high school was right um, down the street from the downtown area where everything was. So you know sometimes we'd uh, go there after school. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes you know our after school was <laughs> before school ended. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I don't know. It was, it was yeah. So it was more like. It was kids you grew up with, and you just happened to like the same thing or whatever a lot of times. Like, all like Jimbo, we kind of, it was like through, through our group that got together and all had similar interests in different things, but so that's kind of how we all became friends like yeah well you 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 also went to memorial too didn't you i did go to memorial yeah yeah, so i knew i knew you like that's the first time i ever met well i I think i met you like probably in rheingold when you were there i wasn't in rheingold oh you didn't oh you didn't go to rheingold but you went to memorial so when you went to memorial like we had sixth seventh and eighth grade was in memorial so that was our middle school but he was in the same group as like a lot of the guys we knew, like right, yeah, you know, like Posco or no, Posco was Posco was downtown, so Posco went to BF, didn't he? Yeah. So, but um, like Mike Barber and like weird guys like that, like Keith, Keith, Keith Landry, yeah, yeah, you know, weirdo Keith, you know. But I mean, <laughs> you got to realize that was like all of a sudden, you, it, like our neighborhood kids were really your formation, and you're right, we didn't really talk about a whole lot of geek stuff. But then again, it was also the 80s, too. So. We did and we didn't. Yeah. You know? It was more like, it was, we could talk about it and stuff, but it was more like what you said, like, um, just like with the sports thing, we'd be like, oh, did you see that game last night? Or we'd be like, oh, did you see Star Trek Next Generation this weekend? Yeah. Or, but, there, but there was no, yeah, there was also no outlet, too. You got to realize, when we went home, there was no internet. Yeah. Like, right, like, yeah. You know, for us, you were like, done for the day. Like, if you were yeah. really excited about, like, say you wanted to go to, like, a Comic-Con, there was no advertisement for Comic-Con. I mean, on the on the regular TV, it was non-existent. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about how much it was like porn? Well, like, back in the day, if you got a copy of Penthouse or a copy of Playboy, 
and I'm not trying to offend anybody, but in the back of the magazine, there used to be like these little advertisements send you know, like $150 and you get two videos that were like two minutes long. Well, that was like what it was for comic books. Like if you went to the back of like, uh, what was it? Uh, Fangora. Yeah. Or, 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 um, Starlog, uh, Starlog or heavy metal, heavy metal was, ah, was yeah. popular back in our day. If you went in the back of those magazines, you could see advertisements to like where the Comic Con was, but it was like always in like San Diego or Los Angeles or New York New City. York, yeah. You know, oh, you know, this month, you know, down at the Javits Center, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's like, so that was our version of that's how you fig- found out like geek stuff. And of course, you know, none of us are had any money, so we're like, 12 <laughs> you know so we're like you yeah. know like hey mom you know for go you know you know paying the rent this month let's go to comic-con out in san diego and he, she'd be like uh what is that going to help you get a job is that going to give me money no so uh, ironically today that could get you a job indeed well, yes it's true it's funny and back, back, today, like, yeah. and back then it, 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 it could as well but you you know you had to be kind of a you know again you you had to really you know, go for it. So, plus, they were all the conventions were small, little things. Yeah, they're yeah. not like no, yeah, like yeah, like Pax East this year had a hundred thousand people. Mm. Yeah, and that would have never been the case. No, but then again, then again, back in the day, they wouldn't have known about it. You know, the people who knew about it were the people who lived in the city because it was advertised there. And even then, it was kind of fringe. It was like going to a MUFON convention, you know? Yeah. You didn't really... Or the, or the die-hard... Yeah. Die-hard Trekkies and, you know, die-hard, you know, sci-fi guys and stuff like that. You know, we we couldn't, you know, obviously afford it. But, you know, we did... You know, we read... Magazines were huge. I mean, that was like... And, and you also got to realize, too, like, like for, like, die-hard Star Wars fans like us, there wasn't even Star Wars books. They didn't even really yeah. yeah, they didn't even start writing those until like the late nineties. And so like there was nothing. I mean, you really really all you had was through magazines. Yeah. You know, and what limited you know what limited, you know, things you could find like at a comic book store. Comic book stores were central because if you went there, you could you heard about all the stuff. Yeah, it's really got your culture, essentially. There was was something I actually wanted to bring up that I felt would be a good topic on this. And, I mean, everyone has seen, seen like, Black Panther, right? Mm -hmm. Michael B. Jordan. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, and Kim Kardashian. Both of them... This makes sense, trust me. ...have been... Okay. (laughs) Okay. So, on Twitter, recently, maybe, like, since Black Panther came out a few months ago... Yeah, it was um, right after Black Panther, both of them. Both of them started posting on Twitter... About how they've been huge fans of like anime for like their whole life. Really? So two yeah. massive celebrities. Kim Kardashian is hugely famous. I don't know why. Stupidly. Like you know why. Like, nobody stupidly. knows why. Yeah. And um, I mean, I, I like her, so I don't care. But um, they both came out and said that they're super into anime and like proved it. Like, not just for show, oh, they, but oh, they proved yeah. it. Yeah, you know, like, she actually, like, she started replying to people on Twitter, like, about, like, specific shows or episodes. Mm. And, like, people are like, oh, wait, she's not, like, joking or trolling us. Like, she's actually an So anime. what was funny is that 
all of these girls on like Michael B. Jordan's page are like flowing in with the responses. Like, oh my god, me too. I love that. And I just found it funny because they're so they're like acting like they're geeks. They want to seem like they're geeks to get the attention Mm -hmm. of someone so famous who's into this stuff. Where I felt like back when you guys were kids, like I don't know if it's true, but I'm, I'm sure no girls would be flocking. But you did. Well, you had a couple. Well, I, I hate to say it. It was. It was kind of like uh, you know the, the amount of girlfriends that a lot of guys that in our groups had. It was kind of like uh, being at a. Uh, at an inbred family tree, you know, <laughs> which is a stick, you know. But I mean, we had the same girls, but they were. You also got to realize too. Now we had other one other component, which seems in these days, everything is all linked in into one massive kind of like you, you can you can be the nerd, you know, like like right now, like you know, my kids. Okay, uh, if I take my son Sam, he's ten years old. A prime example. Of he would be kind of considered a nerd. Now he plays football, all right. Plays baseball, plays flag football. Kind of a jock, bigger kid. So you know, kind of, you know, kind of chunky, chubby. You know, but he's like you're not going to mess with him because he's a ten year old that looks like he's thirteen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, you know. But at the same time, he still has the mentality of a ten year old. But like he'll listen to Imagine Dragons while playing Fortnite and sitting there and Twitter, you know, talking to his buddies on his iPad. You know, not a big deal. You know, watching Simpson videos and stuff like that. And, you know, just he's very adept. But it's all integrated. He doesn't have to go and find, no, you know, find this stuff. It's right there. It's all at his fingertips. Which this is, I think, what what so we're trying to talk about is the accessibility. It's so mainstream. Yeah, it's so mainstream. Right, yeah. notice. And, but for us, like the other component of us was that we all, one of the, our central tenets when we were kids is we all liked like heavy metal music, like like oh, rock yeah. or like rock and roll. I mean, it was the eighties, right? You that's know, yeah. yeah. And and I'm not talking about hair bands now. That's how you could tell who was real geek. <laughs> was like if like your girlfriend came on and she said, "I love Firehouse," you'd be like, "Yeah, I'm not dating you anymore." So bye, yeah, you know. But I mean, that was I mean. Music was another component of our society that went in because, listen, I, I can tell you right now, uh, and I'll give you a prime example. You, you want to know the guy who, who who let me borrow his Nevermind tape? It was this guy right here to my right. I mean, literally, he let me borrow it while I was on, you know, I, I think it was I think it was going on the junior... It was the junior junior uh, class trip to D.C., and you let me borrow Nevermind the whole entire time down there. And it was awesome. I you know? good like that. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, the, the, the thing was is that, listen, nobody outside of our realm listened to Nirvana. Nirvana was like, verboten. <laughs> These guys are on heroin, and they do weird things. And, you know, but that was part of our... That was part of our subculture. I mean, it was like, hey, there's cool bands out of Seattle. Let's listen to them. You know, I mean, I you could ask a, a hundred kids that I graduated with. Out of those hundred, maybe two of them can answer. You know, what was Soundgarden's first album? None of them could tell you. You know, because they never listened to that stuff until it became popular. You know, until Chris Cornell hung himself. You know, it wasn't. You know, they they had no real love for those kind of things. But that was the kind of things that we knew. 
because you know that was our that was our life that was our culture that was the way we communicated and that was a, a big reason why we had that big island of of kids was because we all got together now we all happen to love sci-fi you're right. You know, today it's it's a culturally, you know, they can they can say, oh, I love anime, and they can they can watch all the stuff. Got to realize, back in our day, the only places that had anime were like that weird ass video store. You <laughs> yeah, had yeah. to walk through ten rows of porn to go to the back to find, you know, you know. <laughs> it's so obscure. It's yeah, behind, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. behind porn. You, you got hold on. You, you know, I remember. I remember when our group discovered Akira. Oh God! Oh, yeah, we love that. That was oh, awesome. You gotta, you gotta love Player One for that. Oh, yeah. I'm just throwing a little egg for you. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. Like that went through our whole group. Like 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 somebody lit a fire and yeah. just spread. <laughs> we were all like, "Oh, check out this is a cure. Oh, Back and yeah. forth. Back no, and but forth. yeah, I, I guess Ninja Scroll. Oh, yeah. oh, it's yeah. weird to think about Labor. that it's so mainstream at this point. That it's almost just like, uh, I almost feel like I'm seeing more and more people who are almost more embarrassed to be like, like no, I'm not a fan of right, this. Yeah. Yeah. Like, actually, right, like, yeah. Yeah, because if you, okay, I was this person when I started dating you. There, Okay, his, the first question that his dad asked me, Eric's oh dad my asked God. me, okay, ever, yeah. what? But he, I don't even think he knew my last name yet. And he was like, have you seen any, have you seen any Star Wars movies? And I was like... No. And I felt so rejected. So I was like, I, damn, so, I should have watched every single Star Wars so movie I, coming here. I warned her. The first I went, not only am I, but my dad is also like huge cinephiles. And I was like, ah, I literally yeah. warned her. I was like, he is going to bombard you with movie titles <laughs> and you're going to say oh, no to most. This went on for about a month. This wasn't just the first day. <laughs> no, he would literally be like, like we'd be sitting there having a completely unrelated conversation and he would just look over <laughs> her and he'd be like, aliens. Yes, yes. And she'd be like, yep. no. And he'd be like, <sighs> no, literally a month. I, I, anytime he saw me, oh, hi, Haley, hi. And then we would do our thing and then, have you seen this movie? No. Oh. <laughs> I was like, God damn it! And I was, I'd be like, I'm trying. So I literally like threw together a list of like essential must see, like like these types of movies. Like the list consisted of like I tried to throw some movies in that like I knew she would be into. Um, so like Butterfly Effect was like one of them. Oh, right? yeah, like yeah. she's kind of Silence of the segments. Lambs. Silence of the Lambs. I'm, yeah. glad, I'm glad I did. I love that movie as messed up as it is. But like then I, you know, in there is Predator. Right. Oh, yeah. And there's Alien and then Aliens. I was very sheltered. It. I am still sheltered. Apparently. Yeah. I, I think I had talked about it. I don't, I don't know if I've talked about it on this, but um, how I, when I was kind of growing up, my dad and I for a whole summer did like summer of movies. Did I talk about this? I, summer of I'm movies? Sure. Okay, yeah, so, so li- what we literally did was like um, for an entire summer, because he's, he's a teacher, Right, and he taught at the same school I went to. So, like, we both had the same amount of time off, mm. and we did a thing where we, like, every single night we would watch a movie, and we literally started by like decades. So, like, one of the first I think was like Jaws, like seventy six oh. was Jaws, yeah. And we literally just like went seventy five actually, yeah, seventy five. So, like, we just went, just went up and up, and we watched all the good and bad, all my favorites. I always love to talk about all the Schwarzenegger movies. Oh. Right, talking Commando, oh, Eraser, I love God, oh. Running Man, which is, that movie is close to me because 
my dad did nothing but rave about this movie. Uh, and I man. watched it, and I was right. like... You gotta realize the Running Man back in the day. I was, that like, was, I was like, dude, this does not uh, hold up. And he was yeah, like, I don't know. There was only one above the Running Man, and that was that was uh, Total Recall. No, oh, yeah, yeah, for Schwarzenegger. Yeah. For Schwarzenegger <laughs> but yeah, films. He, he was like, no, you don't understand. Running Man is a classic. It's an essential. You're gonna love this movie. And we were sitting there, and like halfway through, I'm like, man, this is not a good movie. And he was like. I don't remember it being like this. But, like, Dune was another one. Oh, yeah. But, like, Kill me, I'm going to snap your neck. <laughs> yeah, but, like, re-watching it, I was just like, I don't know, man. I don't know if this holds up. But, yeah, we did a whole, like, like everything. And I think that's sort of the, the time I that would say I sort of awesome. became a cinephile was when we, we watched all of the movies, good and bad. Well, that's the thing. Not, um, not like, some of these movies like that are classics and beloved and everything, but that doesn't necessarily mean they're the greatest pieces of cinema. But no, so yeah. like, like yeah, like I can, I, I always would tell him like I can, I can understand and appreciate why this movie is a classic. But it's just some of them. It, it's just tropes that wouldn't last. And, and like sure, I yeah. know there are going to be a lot of tropes in like Marvel movies. Like twenty years from now, when you watch it, right, and you're like ah, yeah. oh, like that's cringy, because right? like they're, they're they have something about them. How there there's that constant like. Like, they'll be having this intense moment of action and, like, sadness, and then all of a sudden you get, like, the comic relief in there for, like, right, half a yeah. second. Or, like, someone tries to make a quip to, like, calm the energy. We talked about that with, like, the newest Star Wars, like, the the, the new tri- trilogy, how it's kind of like that. Mm-hmm. And um, I, can, I, like, I can tell something like that is going to, like, irk people, like, 20 years from now. Like, oh, well, that's like, um, have you watched the show Krypton at all on Sci-Fi mm-hmm. Channel? No. It's, uh, it's... It's about Krypton, Superman's birth mm-hmm. planet, but back during the time of his grandfather. And I like the show. It's good. But it is v- very full of all the tropes. <laughs> like I, yeah. When I'm watching, I'm like, oh, there's one, and there's one. And, <laughs> yeah, but, I, yeah. but I still enjoy it, but you're like, yep. it's all there. But yeah, um, but yeah that, that was... That was, uh, like I said, it was like one of my quintessential summers I had because... Um, and I actually, it's funny because this topic came up just yesterday because uh, my dad was in this huge like like district wide faculty meeting and they were asking questions about like how effective is like our like they like their example was like group projects and stuff. Mm. And he texted me and was like, well let's ask someone who's graduated and who's actually working in a studio now with eighteen other people like working on a project. Like no, does this idea, make yeah. sense? And I told him like no. <laughs> and and I, and I also went into saying like the other thing too that like I never got in high school is like Consume, when you're in the middle of high school, I told him like t- like tell people to consume as much content as they can mm. because I have so much frame of reference for things that other people don't. Like it's a joke between him and I of like I used to have one of his, I had one of his classes, his sociology class, and him and I would make the most basic references from popular culture and people wouldn't get them. Like, like he, like, I know, and and I'd be like, kills me and I'm like, I'd be like, game over, man. And then like everyone, and then my dad would just look around and I'd be like, anyone, anyone, anybody, anybody? And nobody would get it. And we'd be like, aliens. <laughs> Something like that. So like, yeah. But like, I, I had told him like, what's so great now is that because I spent so much time consuming all that content, like I, like I can have, active conversations with people mm. and, I, and I melded it into like thinking about school because I was like we literally had a, an hour and a half long talk with me and a couple people from my studio the other day about like To Kill a Mockingbird and oh, like, yeah. all those like essential books to read <laughs> and I was like and I was like you know we all kind of hated it when we were reading in high school because you were assigned it but like 
Yeah. So, so like I said, I was trying to portray to him that like, like you sh- like maybe one if you can do anything for them to literally to prepare them for the world is to say don't just sit on Twitter all day. Like literally consume content and media right, yeah. because that's what yeah, that's it's going to broaden your horizon horizons so much and you'll be able to describe things right. Like the, there are times when I'm trying to like describe how I want a mechanic to be to someone and I'm like. Just picture it like this. And then they're like, oh, that makes sense. And I'm like, Thank God. Actually, you've seen that too. I remember back in high school, there was one English English class I had. And the teacher assigned us a book to read. And it was, I don't remember what book it was. Um, Flowers for Algernon. No, it wasn't like, like one of those fall apart. <laughs> it wasn't like one of the big famous yeah, yeah, books. Yeah, yeah. The Pearl Diver. But it was, it was, I don't remember what it was about now. But. I remember that I loved it at the time, and I read the whole book in like a week. Before, you know, I read ahead of the assignment and stuff. And then my my teacher was so excited that I read it so quickly. So she's she's like, "Oh, you're gonna love our next book," and she assigned us, an, you know, another book after that. And I didn't like it as much, <laughs> and she like couldn't understand why I, I didn't read it as quickly as the first one. I'm like, the first one, the other one was good. This one, I just I can't get into. <laughs> oh, was this, was it, did you have Mrs. Bennett? I don't even remember. I don't remember. Because I, I remember Mrs. Bennett. Mrs. Bennett, uh, she, she was one of those people. She liked Jurassic Park back in the day when it, Jurassic Park had just come out. And that was that was like sci-fi. Oh, yeah. Super driven. And we all read it and we were like, oh. When I was in, um, I think I was a sophomore. Yes, I was a sophomore in high school. Um, so we all had different English classes. There were like three different English English teachers, but there were also like creative writing classes mm-hmm. or um, like different versions of English classes. And I always had an amazing teacher, which I still go and visit to this day. And I graduated four years ago. She's Good, nice. best. Um, but so she would start off assigning us with those crappy books that no one wants to read, like To Kill a Mockingbird, Of Mice and Men, all that hey, stuff. All good actual books. Actually, yeah, they actually, are. You're in high school. No, I, I, yeah, no, I know what you're saying. Yeah. You're like, this book sucks. Yeah. Because you read yeah, this chapter and you're like, oh, God. But she wanted to change it up. And um, some classes like got jealous of each other if they read like books that weren't To Kill a Mockingbird, mm-hmm. like different things. Um but I feel like our class took the cake for that because what was really cool back then for me was um, that class. It wasn't a big class. I'm pretty sure it was a creative writing class, but we read in it for some reason. It was like a variation of that or something um, where we had to write short stories in relation to like the books that we were reading or something. Well, and- sure. You have to be... It's helpful to be a good reader to be a good writer. Yeah. yeah. You need, again, yeah, like I said, you need that frame of reference. Right. You need I to consume don't to understand. remember, but there were only like 15 people in the class, and she assigned us, um, because we liked her so much, we took, we all took her twice, um, cause for like electives. So the first semester was those bad books, but second semester, she started immediately with the Hunger Games. <laughs> and we were all obsessed with it. So then we went to the second book of Hunger Games, like the second <laughs> semester. It was so cool. So that is better because that's actually like real content that I feel like is entertaining and not just educational. Well, but yeah. I, uh, you know. I, again, like I said, you. you mm. 
I don't know. Going back on a, on a book like Of Mice and Men, like that is entertaining. Oh, honestly, I hated every second of it. It was not entertaining <laughs> at all. Even the movie wanted me. Listen, wanted- listen, George, George and Lenny, you never, you, you can never understand. Like, look at the rabbits. Well, when we were young, it was boring for us because you got to realize that was like my uncle's generation who grew up. He was born in the Great Depression. You didn't understand what the Great Depression was. You, you know, you never knew until you had like one of your old grandfathers sit there and tell you, you know, like, yeah, I used to have to travel, you know, 200 miles just to find any kind of work, you know, and that kind of stuff. And then if you think like that, then you understand what of Mice and Men was really kind of like the basis of the story. And then you kind of can fill in the, you know, the humanistic aspect of it. But you know, you guys come. You guys also come from the Harry Potter generation. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, if like, you're, I feel, I don't know. There's going to be a certain time. I just feel like it's not modern enough, and I don't. Sure, I don't, yeah. It's, that, it's, yeah. Well, it's like I, I always hated whenever we covered Shakespeare or something. Oh, I could never ever get into, like, yeah, me especially the old English Shakespeare. Shakespeare. Well, you got. Well, you got. You also got to realize too. Right. It, and as a matter of fact, to go back to an English teacher that we had, Mrs. Chagru. Like, I only had two English teachers all throughout high school. I had Mrs. Bennett. I had a couple. I had Mrs. Yeah. Bennett, Mrs. Chagrue, Mrs. Bennett, Mrs. Chagrue, right? But Mrs. Chagrue actually went in my sophomore year, because I liked Shakespeare. I actually did like Shakespeare. But she said, you know what? Don't read Shakespeare. She said, listen to Shakespeare. I said, what? And she said, don't ever read Shakespeare. Shakespeare is the most boring stuff if you actually have mm-hmm. to read it. When right. you read it on a page, it is boring as all hell because it wasn't developed for that. You gotta realize Shakespeare wasn't a writer. He was a playwright. He wrote these things for plays. These things were supposed to be acted out. These were supposed to be characters. She said, never ever read Shakespeare. Listen to Shakespeare. See Shakespeare. Never read it unless you're acting in it and you have to learn the lines. So that's the best way to understand and love Shakespeare. I, I that happened to me too. We not only did my teacher play it on like a recording and we followed along, but we also had to get assigned characters and we acted it out in front yeah. of the class. Yeah. And yeah. I still hated that. I hated it all. Yeah. I hated listening to it and acting it out. I just I feel like I was. It might work for some people, but for me, I it was so outdated and like I understand the educational factor they're trying to get across but there just comes a point where you just can't even understand it anymore. yeah that, like doth, I had doth protest to <laughs> I had a teacher that we did Romeo and Juliet and um, Romeo she she would we would go through the play in in the old Shakespearean English and then she would like explain, well, this is what this means, and this is what this means, and it would make it would actually make sense. Yeah, but I can never. I just <laughs> yeah. Shakespeare but, wasn't my thing. Yeah, it's hard. But if you're trying to appeal to someone who's like in early ages of high school or even late ages of middle school, if you want them to be genuinely interested in the topic, don't m- make them read To Kill a Mockingbird at home. Like as an assignment. No, like yeah, I, well, it. It, it makes, I see exactly like what that. It makes you or something like that. Yeah, it makes you wonder when there's going to be that shift in the system where it's like mm. oh, they start having books like Harry Potter, right? Yeah. It, 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 it already is because you, you got to realize, like even in our age, 
like even in our day, those things were outdated. Like To Kill a Mockingbird, yeah. of Mice and Men, and really any, any Steinbeck novel yeah. in general. <laughs> you kind of appreciate them more Hemingway as you get older. Yeah. And that's like yeah. the, like, that's why, why I, I think, told where I think they're still. That's why I think they're still. Books. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. well, it's one of those. But, but when you're. When you're in high school or when you're young and stuff, that's not the kind of thing you really want to... Mm-hmm. That's like what I said with the, the teacher that we read the one book and I read right through it quickly in a week because I loved it. It was a good book. I don't. It was so good I don't remember what the hell it was. But anyway, and then the next book, I, it was like a slog to get through because I wasn't enjoying it. So there definitely... I agree there should be like your teacher that had you read Hunger Games and stuff, which you guys all loved. That's that's a good way to get through. Tomorrow. That's a good way yeah. to, to like mix in. Yeah, things. because I feel like everyone's complaining, like, oh, the the educational system is failing because kids don't want to learn. Blah, blah blah. Well, you're not really giving them things they want to learn. Right. Yeah. I feel like. like I know you go to school and you have to do what they assign. You have to do this. But if you genuinely want your kids to actually learn, take something away, and like create a a spark of like like imaginary stuff or like creative ideas like they're not going to get that from those old books that just teach you about generations yeah Yeah, i think like ed or they're not like entertaining yeah i think i think literary arts and stuff like that listen math is math and i i you know i i I hate learning new math while watching my kids it's hard to make math exciting but but at the same time math is math one plus one equals one you know you know it it, it just it really doesn't change you want to try that again one plus one (laughs) equals one one plus one equals one well according to my kids math it is what? Yeah, no, okay, so hold on. So my sister teaches, like, elementary and, like, was it more like middle school? Yeah. Uh, and, no, mathematics now, it's like... Yeah, they, they, they try to trick you. Try no, to I'm not even kidding. Like, they, they try and, like, add things in ways yeah. that I'm like, that doesn't, that doesn't, that literally yeah. doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like, Fred, Fred yeah. has 16 fishes and yeah, Melissa so, has 22 pineapples. How many pumpkin pies do you now have? But like, yeah, no, literally, it's like add 130, like yeah, take, take 130 away and, and add 247 and you like break it up. So you'd be like, you break 130 into like 100 and then into a 30. And then into zero, and yeah. then you break up. The oh yeah! So you literally like do all, of, and then, yeah, yeah, it's, it's real, weird, it's weird, it's weird stuff. <laughs> Actually, like stupid. Um, yeah, but again, to kind of go back to how. Um, we got onto this was one of the things I actually recommended um, was um, I, I, I said two things, and the, and the one main thing I said was none of the group work stuff you guys ever taught like actually it, it didn't mimic what a real group setting is like right so i was like the problem is like all your group projects everyone has the same basic set of skills right like everyone can do arts and crafts right mm-hmm. everyone can can make a uh, like a scrapbook or something i was like but the difference is that like the situation i'm in now like you literally cannot work without the other people like like right. like yeah. i'm an engineer and i need my artists mm-hmm. and my artists need me because right. Because their art makes my my vision come to life, and then my vision, you know, is what makes their art look good. So it's like we're, we're, we're I'm in a situation now where it's like I have to I don't have to know how the artists do their work, but I need to understand how to communicate with them. Right? I need to I need to be able to to portray accurately mm. what they want. So that's what I said. I was like, you need to find ways to like more interestingly like 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 take 
students from an art class and take students from like a physics class and find a way to put them together. And one of the examples I gave was like something that like I feel like needs to be done more is like, like you said, to engage students more in what their current culture is. I was like, I know I'm a game design major, so it's obviously it sounds predictable coming from me, but I'm like, but you almost need like a, like a history of video games class. And, and like, mm-hmm. and I said like the way you can, you can put this together is get kids to like, not only research what games was on, like you know, uh, you know the NES or the Super NES. Not like show them them, but like also like figure out how it was made, like where it came from, right? right? Yeah. Like or, or like understand, and then ask. You can ask kids in like you know, uh, you know, I don't even know like a business or an economics class. Like like how did how did you know company maintain this when when they weren't as big as they mm. are now? Right? Like it's not like a multi-billion dollar industry, right? So, like, I was like, you know, or, like, the other thing I offered was, like, movies, too. Because, like, because right now, you're right. Like, pretty much all you do is you read a book, and then if that book has a movie associated with it, sometimes you'll watch the movie. Right. I got unlucky in the fact that I watched <laughs> Romeo and Juliet with the Leonardo DiCaprio version. Oh, God! That's Oh my god! That was so bad. So like, I was like, you need to, you know, stem away from just that and move into, you know, what kids know now. Like, maybe be like, okay, you all watch your Marvel movies now, but like, where did this come from? Right. We, we had to we had to watch the '70s version of that, and I remember sitting there, and I remember our teacher going, "All right, you're gonna see boob. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're gonna see junk." I don't, don't laugh. Jump part, but don't like it was like quick. My, it was my like teacher got up and put her hands on the. It was quick. It head. was quick. He got up real quick and like all of a sudden she's like, "You gotta remember Shakespeare." Shakespeare. And we're all like, "Dude, that's not much to be. I wouldn't be proud of it either. I'd be covering that stuff up." But yeah, no. I mean, I I think I think the 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 more modern school programs that are making more success, like like listen, you don't need to learn Steinbeck nowadays. I mean, it's nice to know. It's nice to read. But, you know, once you understand it or once you, like, if you're interested in it, if you're interested in, you know, turn-of-the-century kind of literature and, you know, U.S. history and stuff like that, it, it's really interesting. And I, I always found it interesting, but more for the time settings yeah. rather than anything else. Yeah. But I think the modern school programs have to be, should be more like, college programs like you're right you, you should have more collaborative you should you know when you start to hit middle school like your core classes should be like you should know how to read you should know how to add subtract multiply divide that kind of stuff so your basic core stuff should be all the way up through and then when you get to middle school start introducing like different things like you know hey you know instead of reading of mice and men <laughs> you know, the telltale heart, which, you know, is very interesting stuff, but have it as like a sidebar. Like if you're really interested into Victorian, you know, horror, you know, you should be able yeah, to have like a little class. Here. Yeah. Hey, this is a class. We do like old, old, fa- old fashioned, you know, horror fiction from, you know, the Victorian age. Okay. You know, uh, yeah. and, and yeah, introduce you like college because then they'll have a choice in what they want to be interested yeah. in at a young age. I, I argue you can still learn stuff from like Hunger Games. And, exactly. And stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what I had argued to do was if you want to keep those types of classics in there, you need to relate them. Yes, I was thinking. Yeah, I was modern thinking things yep. now. So you need to show them something like that and, and be like, okay, now you kind of understand the content that came from this. See how that's still used today. Right. And 
show them a you know piece of film or 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 like you know a TV show or something like even modern day books like you said more hungry and be like this is where they got their influence from this is why you're reading this. yeah and right. then, like I mentioned the last time I was on here there was that um, class I took the history of rock and roll oh yeah which I thought was really cool that's, and I don't yeah, that think that cool. should just be a college elective I think that would be very entertaining and then yeah. there was also another college class I took um, called. It was, oh, a that crea- <laughs> it was a creative writing class based off of um, detective um, short stories. Oh, cool. So I took that because I was like, I mean, I don't like Like a reading. noir thing? Or- yeah, kind of. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was like, I don't like reading, but like, I like like mystery stuff. Or it was um, mystery... What was it called? Mystery, science mystery fiction? Mystery, uh, mystery... Science theater? Um, no. Yeah. <laughs> God, I mystery love that Mystery fiction. Yeah. Have, you, have you seen that? Right? Is that a thing? Yeah. 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 Mystery yeah. fiction? Oh, yeah. There's there's whole sorts of okay. genres. Mystery fiction. There are many short stories Sherlock based Holmes. off of that. Like Sherlock Agatha, Holmes. Agatha Christie. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, we read that. Yeah. Or that by that um, author. Um, Chandler books. Chandler, Chandler 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 wrote some awesome books with a with a great character, but it's like it's it's dated from like the sixties and the seventies, but mm-hmm. it's pretty cool. That class Raymond was Chandler. the first time I ever read Frankenstein, which once again, even as a college student, wasn't a huge fan of it, but <laughs> I, I followed along enough. That's Frankenstein. To, to, um, <laughs> That's a young Frankenstein. About. Good movie. Yes. Well, stuff like that. Like, like not everyone's going to like reading the Edgar Allan Poe stuff, and not everyone's going to like yeah. reading the detective stuff. So they should be able to choose, okay, what what kinds of reading would you like? And yes, reading the book itself might suck, but it's going to end up to be a good story if you like mystery, if you like right, creepy, yeah. if you like Victorian. Yeah. You should you, you should pique the interest of the kids, because pro- I think the biggest problem today is that you, you're not getting anything out of it. You're just... And even in our day, we, like, you know how many people graduated with honors from our from our classes, and we're absolute dopes. They knew nothing. They, they yep. Like, you could literally talk to them, and they'd be like... I don't remember a damn thing I did in high school. And there's a reason for it, because all they did was they were the best regurgitators. Like, yep. like, right, like I yeah. talked to my wife. Now, my wife got really good grades in school. She got, you know, other than her first half a semester in college, she got, she was Di Beta Kappa or whatever the heck that thing is there, um, you know, for Honor Society and colleges. But she... She couldn't tell you a darn thing that she actually learned, read, or or did. You know, very few. There was a couple of things that piqued her interest, but for the most part, she was good. It's just you got to finish your homework. She, on she, time. Yeah, she was good at taking in the information, regurgitating out whatever the teacher wanted, and then just going on and going to the next thing. It poured in, filtered out, yep, and it was gone, gone and you went on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. And there was like some of us like my God, like I wasn't a great student in, in high school. Why? Because I didn't understand the information. No, I can understand all that crap. I can. Didn't care. I didn't care. I was like, like, listen, like, you know, like my my biology teacher wanted to strangle me, you know, Mrs. Dyer, because like I would sit there. And for biology, she would be doing, like, certain things, and I'd be like, yeah, 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 whatever. And then I came up to the dissections, and, like, understand, and, like, I could, like, for tests, I would make her crazy, because I would, like, I wouldn't do any of my homework, and and then come to the test, and she'd give me the test, and I'd be like, boop, and I'd get, like, 90s, and she'd be like, 
But you never did any of the homework. I'm like, yeah, because homework's boring. Yeah. I said, it's not that I don't understand the information. It doesn't really help. Yeah, but it doesn't, yeah. yeah, it doesn't give you anything. But then, you know, when it came to dissections, like, like I'm sitting there and, and she's like, she's like, well, you know, you know, what's this part of the frog? I'm like, oh yeah, this is the, you know, this is the subsection, blah, 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 blah. And I could just name off all the subsections of the, of the, of the frog. And she was like, She's like, you, you realize I gave you a handout and you were supposed to do this work like, you know, two weeks ago and you never did it, but you, like you still understand? Yeah, because I enjoy doing this, but I don't really enjoy doing the homework, but I was never a good regurgitator. But there's, yeah. and I'm sure like, like, like you, you loved writing, you loved reading, but there was probably lots of stuff in English class that they gave you and you were oh, just yeah. like, oh. And you never, you never wanted to do it. It's like my my math classes. I was always not great in, not because I wasn't understanding. It was just, I just like it was so tedious to me because I don't I love math. I don't. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, that's fine yeah. because some people do. No, I get it. Some no, people I, love math, I'm I'm which, which is great for them, and I'm happy for them. But me, I've never been big on on math. I understand it. It just never. Like, yeah, it never grabbed me. I would say it's it has to do partially with the the idea that there are different types of brains mm. that people have. Um, mine is like very mechanically oriented, right? right. Like, like yeah. I like I tell people all the time because because I've had people ask like, like why would you want to be an engineer? Like programming like sucks, and I'd be like, well, actually, like when you some people do it for a hobby. Yeah, well, like it. what like when you encounter a problem and then you solve it, like the sort of rush and like dopamine you get is like, oh, like, hey, right, yeah, I fixed this problem, I figured this out, I made something new, and I, I've always been pushing since I had graduated because, like I said, we have a small school and most people just never talk about it but because my dad still works there like i still kind of occasionally talk to some of the people there and, and they're always interested like honestly like how much of what did we teach you like are you using and i would always be like a surprising amount actually um <laughs> but i sent because i i always push to them like I, I feel like the structure needs to go in one of two ways either it needs to be kept similar to what it is but it needs to incorporate more elements or, or more things to keep people engaged because like Strangely, the most popular classes in my high school were my dad's history classes hmm. because he would be like, towards the end of class, he can tell he was losing students on a super boring subject. So he'd be like, Hey, do you guys want to watch all of like the Undertaker's finisher moves? <laughs> and, and like, he'd literally watch those videos for like the last five minutes of class and be like, Kids would learn about like wrestling and like how it used to be awesome in the 80s. And, like, <laughs> no, yeah. and, and they'd all be like, and, like, by, like, not even a joke. Like, the, for the next two weeks, it was for like a week, he started doing that. The very last five minutes of class, he'd show like a signature wrestler's like moves. No, nice. I'm not even kidding. For like the next two weeks, kids were like trying to like, do them to each other. So, be, like, it was like the kind of like the joke of like our grade. It was like everyone was like talking about like, 80s wrestling or something. Yeah, but he, he engaged him. Yeah, yeah. He, so so he and then like he because he's he was intelligent about it. He can still relate it to things that we were talking about, specifically in sociology, right? Like he could relate it back to that. Mm. But the other idea I had I had always pushed for was like instead go more of that college route where like once you hit like eighth grade, right? Those last four or five years. That should really be where you split up into the groups of, of like what you're in. Like people right, yeah. who are more artistically minded are going to hate math classes right. and biology tests, but they're going to love their ceramics class, their right, their their drawing classes. Like I mean, Creative even if it's writing. just like uh, yeah, or literally like if you want to stay in that realm of history, like the history of art, 
like literally right, yeah. general or something. And because like I had always complained that currently the only thing binding your grades together, everyone is bunched up just by like age. Mm. Like that's what that's literally how you relate to these other people is by age. Um, Did I tell you that? Um, Really quick backstory. I had a crazy, crazy schedule set up next semester, and it was going to be very overwhelming. So I decided to take drop one of those major classes and take it over the summer so that I didn't have to stress and replace those four credits, that four-credit difficult class with a three-credit easy class to like like ease my mind of the stress. Sure. So when I was looking for... Um, an elective to replace it, I was like, all right, let's look for like a basket weaving class or like a ceramics class. Totally, totally. I loved my ceramics class. I loved ceramics too. I took ceramics almost every year in high school. I was able to do that. And um, so I was looking for something like that to like just relax and not have to like write essays every night because I have so much to do next semester. I have three labs um, with lectures. And So when I was browsing the course catalog to look for electives, and it has to be 300 level, which means it's a junior level. So I can't just enter a freshman class because it won't count toward my credits. Right. So I'm like, what elective will I be able to enter as a junior never being able to take any classes related to it before? Because I have to enter as a junior. Um, So I was browsing, and this one class I found... I wanted to take it so bad. It was the history of film, but there were different decades that you could choose from. 80s. And 80s. I was like, 80s, 80s. Yes, I want to take this. And I clicked on it, and it had no... I did tell you a little bit. I didn't tell you which class, but um, it had no information. It didn't say what professor taught it. It didn't say when they met. It didn't say anything. It just said what the description of the course was. So... I marched down to the registrar's office and said, hey, can you see if you can force me into this class like yeah, next get semester? Red I said red card, and she had no idea what I was talking about. She's like, you keep saying red card. I don't know what that means. And I was like, oh, I don't know if that's what you call it here, but at other colleges, it just means like you force me into a class. And she was like, oh, okay. Um, anyway, and she's like, what class is it? And I was like, ARH, which is art history, 320. And she was looking. She's like, oh, that's not offered yet. And I was like, damn it! I can't take it! So then I kept looking, and I found nothing that was even remotely, like, interesting at all to that. So then I went to my advisor, and I told her my problem, that I couldn't find any junior-level electives that were easy, because I was going to drop organic. And she was like, good idea. So she found me a sociology class instead. It was... Um, sociology is still a phenomenal subject to me. In well, it's a specific sociology class. It was how science and technology has affected society. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, now, I have two things that I just thought of. One, so we were going to originally do this episode about... Um, the 80s. The 80s. <laughs> I have an entire God. line of 80s things I want to do. We're going to do this one about cartoons, but uh, Dario couldn't make it tonight, so we're going to have to postpone it. We had to postpone it, but we're still having a good conversation here. But I want to do a whole line. I wanted to do cartoons. I wanted to do toys, uh, TV shows, and, of course, movies. Mm-hmm. So 
Be ready for you that. Could, you could do like six. You could do six episodes on all those subjects. Oh, I know. Um, <laughs> not being alive in the eighties at all, or being even a thought in anyone's mind. I love. Oh no, I, uh, my kid. My kid again. Was, I didn't have to live through the co- like the cocaine, <laughs> like <laughs> or the fashion. <laughs> yeah, but like the 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 popular culture of the eighties. Like I just I love it. Was uh, it was so awesome? Yeah, it, and it's fad today because, like I said, my son Sam loves. The the 80s. I mean, he's like, yeah, I love the 80s. I'm like, you weren't even there. I said, you know. Bell bottoms are coming back. Where well, it was like living in the 70s, damn you. <laughs> I just love, I love movies that are based in the 80s that they filmed today. I don't know why. I just love it. I love it. Like Donnie Darko. Mm. Oh, I'm obsessed. Uh, no, I want to punch that guy in the face. Jake Oh my God, yeah, I hate that guy. <gasps> I had she, has a goal. A, she has a crush on I had time. a goal for almost two years that I wanted to watch every single Jake Gyllenhaal movie ever. Yeah, we watched I Park only Back got Mountain. about halfway through. He had a really good no, movie. No, I didn't. Brokeback Mountain. Yeah, go see that one. Yeah, that, that one <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I might skip that, that one. That one, that one will break you out of it. I watched, well, I was watching some of his newer stuff, like Prisoner, and like, I we think watched, he was in Zodiac. We watched Enemy. Yeah, oh, Zodiac was good. I liked, yeah. I liked him. I loved more. Enemy with Jake Gyllenhaal. In it. Enemy, really yeah. Funny. There was something else I saw with Jake Gyllenhaal. It was pretty good. Yeah, but uh, there was talk of him playing the Joker, I think. Oh, like Heath Ledger did? Well, they were going to do a Joker movie. Yeah, I, I think not. they're still doing I'm it. I'm not going to question any of that, because I questioned Heath Ledger. I, oh, <laughs> so did I, and he and, ended up being oh my God. the greatest Joker ever. The Dark Knight, in my opinion, is the perfect movie. It is the perfect film. I love that. I love that movie. I loved him in it. <laughs> I, I hope I that just, is a movie that eventually works its way into the educational system somehow. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Like you guys understand, this is a 40-year-old movie, but it's like literally one of the best movies well, I think, I, I, Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's the way... That's the way it should go. I mean, today, today's modern, and the reason why like classics don't fit in the modern day society is just because, listen, it's, it's, everything's available. Back when we were kids, you read books, you went to the library, you had to go rent out a book, or you went to a bookstore and you picked out books, but books were expensive. You know, for, for us back in the day, videos were expensive. you got to realize when we were kids, you know how much a video, like a videotape? Like the ones... VHS or Betamax tape. Yeah, you had to find out which one you had, okay? And then... I hate both. If you bought, like if you bought a tape, like you don't realize, a tape cost you like almost $200. In the 1980s dollars, that was a boatload of money. First of all, you know how much it cost for the damn cassette player to play it? I mean, I saw a thing in, in, in a Kmart like advertisement, and the thing was like one thousand two hundred ninety-nine dollars. Oh, yeah. Well, even when Blu-ray players first came out, weren't they like two hundred dollars? Now you can get them for like thirty. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the actually that's the thing about Blu-ray players and their market is that when they came out, they were like six, seven hundred dollars. Yeah, actually. Yeah. But what what? pushed them down was specifically the PlayStation 3, yep. which came with the Blu-ray player. Yeah. Right, yeah. And it went, when it originally came out, it was 500 but then they quickly bumped it down to, to 4 because Xbox was competing with them. But yeah. not only was it a Blu-ray player, but it was also a, a platform for you to play video games on. And it, so that's how they quickly started breaking into that being that that household product. And, and now... It, it helped Blu-ray was owned by Sony. Yep. 
no Blu-ray. <laughs> it's owned by Sony, which is funny. Yeah. Which is even funnier now because Xbox yeah. has a Blu-ray player. Yeah. So every yeah. single uh, copy or every single system that Microsoft yeah. sells, they have to send a little bit of money to back Sony. over to yeah. Sony. And but, and and uh, like I was saying that. PlayStation helped the Blu-ray win out over the H, yeah, the, the, the Ultra HD, yeah. Uh, yeah, which was owned by uh, I think it was Samsung, Samsung or, or one, of, one, of the, one of those companies. One of them owned that, and Sony on the Sony on Blu-ray, and somebody else owned the other one. And it was there was a war, and eventually, which, which actually kind of comes back to the funny thing about us and us being kids. You know, actually Betamax. You know what Betamax was? Yeah. Who's, who who owned Betamax? Oh, I can't remember now. Sony. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Here's yeah. a funny thing for you. Ever present. H- historical technology. And Betamax was actually the better system. Yeah. Actually, when you when you looked at it, the but tapes were smaller. Didn't make it. But it didn't make it because, because um, I think it was JVC who owned uh, the rights to VHS or actually bought... See, the Japanese didn't come up with VHS. VHS was actually made in the United States. The uh, American, I forget uh, which, I think it was RCA or one of those companies actually owned the rights to VHS. And JVC bought it and then mass produced it in Japan. And they do what the Chinese do now is they actually used to flood our market with mm-hmm. their cheap product. And it wasn't really cheap. There were good. There were good units. It was cheaper than what we. But did. they were cheaper yeah. than what we would. What we could produce over here, and their product was VHS. And so what they did was they flooded the market with VHS. Whereas Betamax was still like, like if you wanted to buy a Betamax, it cost you over two grand. If you wanted to buy a VHS, it was like just over a grand. And so what they did was oh my God. they they <laughs> they cut the prices. Now now by the time like the mid eighties. Yeah, a VHS player, you could buy one and they were only a couple hundred dollars. But, you know, back in those days, like in the early days, like I said, if you wanted to buy a movie, a movie was like $150, $200 if you wanted to buy the movie. That's why rental places were so huge. Like everybody's like, well, why did you buy, why did you rent videos back in the day? You guys didn't understand the process of why you had to go to a Blockbuster or your local video store. Well, that was why, because... These videos, if you bought them, were super expensive. So you rented them for a couple bucks. You watched them, and then a couple days later, you returned them. Well, I, I think that I- ideology still exists, though, today. Like, no. they, Well, because <laughs> because now everything is through a subscription service. I can go on my phone. Right, I can yeah. find anything I want to watch. I can but watch on my saying, pad. Right? Like, you don't have to buy a movie because you have something like Netflix. Like that, right, yeah. that yeah. point. Like one of the things now, which is super interesting to me, and I don't know why, is the new. Have you heard of Movie Pass? Yes. Where you literally, it's like a monthly subscription. You pay ten bucks a month, and you can go to the movie theater and yeah. watch as many movies as yep. you want. Yeah, like, that's awesome. But like, I, I still would, I would argue that that ideology is still there because we've now moved to the point of like, well, why would we buy this when I can just like rent it? Right. Or like, or like, why? You don't have to go to a place to rent it, but it's still that same idea of like. I'm not like I, I can't justify paying sixty or hundred dollars for this or whatever. So let me just you know do something like Xbox Games Pass, right? Where you just can right, yeah. pay fifteen bucks a month and you can play the game as long as you want, and then you can just stop. And they also well, like how we talked about how when Blu-ray players were released, they were so expensive they knocked the price down. There's also the 4K Blu-ray players out now that are like six hundred dollars, seven hundred dollars. Oh, yeah. I think and, there's even one that's a thousand. And guess what just came out? 
the Xbox One X. I know. Which is only 500 And it's going to be the same thing where they're probably going to have to knock their prices down. Well, it's like, it's I remember, crazy. I remember in um, like the early 2000s, I was, um, I was working at a place and I was working in a shipping department and me and uh, our, the driver of our company truck, we had to go to uh, the president of the company's house to help him move in. <laughs> what? what? Yeah. Were you a, uh, an assistant? <laughs> no. No. I was just I was just one of the employees that worked in the shipping department. They own you. We had <laughs> yeah, basically. Um you're busy that day. Sorry. Form? G- yeah. Yes. <laughs> um and anyway, uh so we were helping him move in and he grabbed his his big flat screen TV and at the time this thing was like thousands of dollars and I remember thinking to myself Someday I'm gonna own one of those, <laughs> and now everybody freaking owns them. Now everyone has that. Yeah, I mean, I had. But back then, it was like a new. You know, it's brand new. Rich so people have yeah, that. Yeah, me. Well, and now, like I said, I, on the last time I had bought my dad a 4K 55 inch. Oh right, Christmas yeah. present. Remember yeah. that for the Christmas spectacular yep. thing? Now, every, yeah, everyone has them now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I again, I would know working in inventory. At, at a Best Buy where that's all I do is sling 4K televisions all day. <laughs> 55, 60 inches. Yeah, literally. That's like, all anyone ever has. And like if we do have like the TVs that aren't smart TVs or like 720p we're like why are they buying that? It's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> you know like, for only $100 more I, you can get a smart say, TV? Yeah, that's the thing they probably don't <laughs> they probably don't realize that. Nowadays though like there, I mean that that still exists because there's like the new um, the new Sony OLED, mm. which is 65 inches and it's like a $13,000 television. But they have like, but the, again, they try and, and innovate and push the technology. So like one of the, th- the cool things about it now is that the speakers are inside the screen. Oh. So it, it plays an even distribution across yeah. the whole screen. Yeah. So you can't like put your cup in front of the speaker and it like distorts the sound because <laughs> all of it comes from the screen. And uh, we, we had one on display for a couple weeks until someone actually bought it, but we had got one in as an open box. So we put it on display and people would just stare at it for like literally 15 minutes. <laughs> so that, that, that still sort of exists, but okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. you have to get like stupid expensive. Yeah. You can also, you can also, think, you can also thank HP for that uh, organic or LED. That was one, yeah. of, their, was one of their product yeah. innovations. <laughs> way back to the emitting diode. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, I, I, I think, I think overall, I think today it, it's not, it's not uncool to be a geek because that's that's just the way. I mean, it, it really is integrated into everybody's society. Back in the day, if we wanted something, we had to go. You know, we had to go searching for it. We had to walk uphill. Both I, I would say. I would say. Or... I would say the biggest stigma when, when we were kids is if you played Dungeons and Dragons, which I did. Yeah, which we all did, but we all kind of closet. We never told anybody yeah, about it. It yeah. was kind of like, you know, wearing your mom's dress or something like that. You just didn't I did that. I mean, uh, <laughs> nowadays, you have Critical Role. Yeah. Yes. Which is a Twitch stream that averages 35,000 viewers. Exactly. Every and single week. Going back to something you mentioned earlier with like Kim Kardashian and stuff, I know like Vin Diesel plays D and D. Joe Manganiello plays D and D. Vin Diesel's actually on Critical Role. I don't know if you knew that. No, he didn't. They know got that. him on Critical Role, yeah, huh. and they average like eighty five thousand viewers, and they and they admit it. 
they'll admit that you know they don't have a problem admitting they play. So that's what I was thinking. That's what I was kind of referring to. Like some of the most, I would say, most like not famous, I'd say, but most recognized people in like Hollywood are coming out saying, "Yeah, I'm a geek. So what?" Yeah, and not just not just because. It's the popular thing to do, right? Because you know, like, genuinely yeah, I, so, yeah, and I so always then have they have been, all so. these fan bases, and they're like, "Oh, well, if they like that stuff, I guess I can." Yeah. Or- if you if you want to see a good snapshot of what our childhood was like, and if you were a geek and you actually rode your your freak flag. Watch Stranger Things, the first season, <laughs> when they go like all the things that they do. Like, that was like our childhood. I mean, literally, it was like, I was like, oh, crap, I used to do that with my buddies. But then we'd never talk about it in school. Like, they did the, they broke the cardinal rule. They went to school and they talked about it. And they were like freaks at school. Whereas we were like, like I mean, I don't know about you, Chumley, but I was like a closet geek. But, you know, overall, I had other interests as well. So I kind of hit it better. But that is a perfect snapshot of what it was like as a kid. Because you got to realize this is the Reagan 80s, baby. Patriotism was strong. <laughs> we were going to beat the dirty damn commies, all that stuff. And I love that stuff too. But at the same time, you know, we also used to like to hang out and play D&D. I remember playing D&D when we started bombing Iraq back in the desert storm. You know, so mm-hmm. there you go. I, that gives you one. I don't think it's gonna. I haven't played D in a little while, but I feel like it's like yes, it might be a little oversaturated because literally everyone is a geek of some sort. Like even if they don't realize it, like everyone fangirls over something. You have to. I think more people are realizing it too. Yeah. But, well, uh, even like let's say like my best friend Courtney, she's obsessed with makeup. Okay, you're a makeup geek. Yeah. Yeah. You're a makeup nerd. Yep. But she doesn't realize that everyone has a fangirling hobby or topic but i feel like it's so big like i it might die down in hollywood per se but i mean in like everyone's daily lives like it's never i don't think it's ever going to be like the 80s again where you have to hide it like i think it's always going to be mainstream as dumb as it may sound from an outside perspective for most people i think an actually pivotal moment and I'm not even joking, is when Drake played Fortnite with the Streamer Ninja. <laughs> because that was someone who has hundreds of millions of fans who just came on one night and talked to this guy who used to average around like 80,000 viewers on Twitch and was like, oh yeah, no, like I love video games. I love watching your stream. And like Twitch has exploded because of that. Like he mm. aver- that, that first stream, uh, they peaked at 700,000 like concurrent viewers and what was crazy was how drake was like oh yeah no like i actually like your stuff and he started referencing things that the streamer had done in the past and the oh, streamer wow. was like oh like you're not actually like you're not joking like you actually watch my content yeah and and then he starts to, he started talking about just like yeah like all kinds of these things that he does all the time like all the movies he watches they they talked about movies for a little bit they talked about D&D and he's like yeah I played D&D before this the problem is and this is what was so funny about how casual he was acting about it he's like yeah I've played it before but like uh, now that I spend most of my time in my in my how my Miami home in my studio, I don't really have friends around here who can play it. Oh so yeah, like, but I was just like, oh yeah, <laughs> same, yeah. same struggles. Yeah, but, <laughs> but yeah, it was it was like I, I don't know. It it felt cool to me that that there were people on Twitter who again he has like I don't know like fifteen. I don't remember. He has X million 
followers on Twitter. And some of these people are like, I've never heard of this game. I've never heard of Twitch. I have no idea what any of this is. Mm. And now when you watch his stream, sometimes people will literally subscribe and be like, oh, hey, like I found you because of, you know, oh, right. yeah, yeah. Like, I, yeah. I, they're like, I had no idea what Twitch was, but now I'm subscribing to you. Mm. So like, there that you go. also reminds me, there's a rapper we listen to called, his name is Logic. And he posted this really funny picture. He, it was like Halloween or something, but he's wearing this crazy wig, but he was wearing a sweatshirt and it was a Legend of Zelda sweatshirt. Ah. And I was like, he's that's a huge so nerd. So cool. Yeah, that is. That's yeah. what's cool is he's a, he's a rapper who's gone like mainstream at this point. Who, you know, he's probably, I think he's top 50, like he, most like, listened to. He, performed at the Grammys. And, yeah, he'll um, be at the Xfinity Center. And he has a song called Super Mario World. He has a song where he references, at the beginning, he literally, like, you hear him in the background going, like, Uncharted 4 is lit. <laughs> like, stuff like that. Like, he, yeah. He I love that when you hear bands that. do songs about stuff that you, you're like, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Like, uh, Monster Magnet did a song about Ego, the Living Planet. <laughs> uh, tell Jimbo what Twitch is. He doesn't know. No, I, I, I know what Twitch is now because thank you. Oh, okay. Thank you to yeah. Sam. Oh, that's right. You have children. Yeah, yeah. It's just a live streaming service that you can play video games on. And yeah. For no, anyone uh, listening who might not know it. It's just, like, my son wanted a Fortnite pack that you could get only if you're Twitch. And he's like, you, you got an Amazon dad i'm like yeah he's like you don't even use have it you, I, I gotta teach you how to use your amazon i'm like i order what i want from amazon it shows up two days later yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing. so twitch was actually bought out by amazon and that's was there one of the things now is there there's a one of the basic ways twitch works is you can follow someone you like or you can subscribe which is five bucks a month but over, I think about a little over or a little under half of that goes to the actual streamer themselves, mm. right? So about two dollars cool. and fifty cents goes to the streamer directly when you subscribe. But when Amazon bought out Twitch, they introduced Twitch Prime, which is if you own Amazon Prime, the was a hundred dollars a year, I think. Yep, mm. you also get a free subscription to a streamer. Oh no, um, each month. Every single month. And the subscriber numbers exploded. Oh, yeah. Of course. Like, Ninja has about 250,000 subscribers now, which means he rakes in on average like 500,000 a month. Mm -hmm. My son doesn't know about that because he doesn't really care about subscribing. And we just, we just, we subscribe to the game. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing. It doesn't cost you anything. That's the other thing that Twitch Prime does is every month they release free content for games if you have Twitch Prime. So, like, Fortnite, you'll get exclusive skins. I know, like, Hearthstone does, like, free card packs you'll get. if you're mm. Like, every month you'll get, like, five free card packs for, like, being subscribed or whatever. But, yeah, no, it, it's awesome because it... I don't know. I've always liked Twitch because I, I think it's it's one of the... I think it's going to be the progenitors to, like, the fall of television. <laughs> so, you like... Because it's, uh, yeah. it's just another avenue for people not having to pay for... See, like, yeah. the these are these are older versions of my son, so I, I can understand a little bit of what they're saying. <laughs> but most of it is, like, you know, because they... Again, this is, this is, this is kind of why we wanted to come up with this, because, you know, listen, uh, do you watch videos of guys playing videos? I do not. Exactly. I don't blame Okay. Yeah, you two have watched a, vi- a video. Oh, I do that all the time. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. See? Well, like I said, I, the reason I think it's going to help with the fall is because like I haven't had cable for like two years, and I don't miss it at all because I have Netflix. Yeah, yeah. But, and more importantly for me, I have Twitch, which plays constantly. Yeah. Because for me, it's almost become just like a background noise. Well, we yeah, it's background noise pretty much. Like I mean, we'll watch it, but if we're just hanging out, like doing nothing, like he'll either put on like um. Like a Twitch streaming of like someone playing video games, either Ninja or Moon Moon, 
or um, we just put on YouTube videos of mm. literally like the geekiest people, Rhett and Lake from Good mm-hmm. Mythical Morning. Have you ever watched any of that? No. Oh, okay. Good Mythical Morning. <laughs> there are two people on YouTube and they just make the weirdest videos, but it's like nerd geek content. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we'll watch it, sometimes we just put it on to put it on. But um, And then there's Sugar Pine 7. Yep. We we'd watch a lot of content. I Jeffy, feel like Jeffy you know. videos. Oh. No, for so for me, <laughs> I, I'm even hearing things now that I'm at that age where it's like, oh, why would you watch that? Like I've <laughs> never understood like the PewDiePie. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. I've never gotten the <laughs> just like screaming in the stampy, yeah. stampy, stampy, stampy long nose. Yeah, I don't. Those. So for me, it was always like, <laughs> um, anything, but Minecraft is dying out. So. <sighs> Yeah, I know it's weird to say at this point. Well, I mean, you got also because I was I was one of the people I was the um, thirteen thousandth person to purchase that game because actually yeah because I actually watched uh, a YouTuber play it way back when it was in pre-alpha and I was like this game looks on it like really fun like at first I thought it was really dumb how it looked I was like this looks like it's a game from like the 80s what the hell but then like I, then, like, I was like I was like wow this game's actually a ton of fun. And then I had bought it back when you still had to buy it through, like, you had to get a PayPal account, and then, like, you'd send the money, and then you'd get oh, a yeah, key. Yeah, my own. Yeah. Um, and then now it's sold, like, 40 million copies. Mm. Actually, you know, you know what's funny is I, I bought my kid ras- uh, a Raspberry Pi mm-hmm. for Christmas. So I got him Raspberry Pi 3. Blueberry. <laughs> <laughs> so I got him a Raspberry Pi, and we, we hooked it up. And in, in, um, it's got uh, Jesse Raspian on it, and as soon as we boot it up, it actually has Minecraft already pre-populated on it. That's, that's actually it's a, um, that uh, cheap version of Python and um, Scratch. Mm-hmm. So just all right, right there. It, like so, like you don't even have to pay for it anymore. Pretty much, you can get almost for like free. Push him to to code in Python. I just actually had a thought. I have actually watched people play video games, but only when I'm stuck on a game and I have to watch somebody play it to figure out so, how to get yeah, through it. So, yeah, that's why. I can get how this would be a foreign concept. Uh, be like, why would you just play the game? But for me, there's there's two ways to look at it. There's the people who are significantly better at the game than you mm. will ever be. Yeah. So watching someone play Fortnite and get... Because remember, like, there's only a hundred people in in the match, and watch this guy get forty five kills, mm. literally kill half of the players in the match, and then win the game with like ease. You're like, damn, this guy's really good. And then you can you you know watch crazy things. The other half for me, which is more entertaining to me, is it's just people are entertaining. Like like just watching people play some games. Like it, <laughs> even though they might suck at the game, like sometimes it's just entertaining. No, just the way they they talk. Yeah, they they make jokes or they do things that are totally not related to the goal. <laughs> like, like, in, like the other Far day, yeah. the other day, uh, I had his streamer on who was playing Far Cry Five, and the first thing he does is he loaded into the game <laughs> and he walked up to this random person and just smacked him in the head with a bat and then just spent like thirty seconds just like <laughs> he running around. Leave him alone. He'd walk away and go do something else, and then she'd be. Getting back up, it'd be like, "Why did you do that?" And then he'd hit her again. <laughs> yeah. and she'd get back down. And it's like this is something I would never do in a game because, like, I just want to play the game and beat it. But yeah. like watching him do it and just they like just the, waste time. Yeah, and it's, I, think it's, it's I don't funny. know. <laughs> oh, actually, and I've also watched uh, a few videos of people um, doing like time runs on games. Oh yeah, oh, speed yeah. running. I, speed, yeah. I love the speed running community too. And like, like the you know the guys who can like play through Super Mario World mm-hmm. and like. 
Yep. There's Three a, minutes or whatever. There, on Twitch, funny enough, there's a uh, a week-long event called Games Done Quick. They do awesome games mm. done quick and summer games done quick. They do, they do it twice in a year. And basically, it's a week-long, like, just 24-7 of people speedrunning games, mm. but the whole time that people are donating me. to charity, oh, and they raise cool. like three, four million dollars every single that's event awesome. now. Because like, and, and like how they make it more interactive is they'll be like, uh, like they'll be they'll speedrun some game and they'll be like, okay, like vote to either have the player do this or do that, and then like they vote on which outcome they want to have. <laughs> but what's so crazy about that is watching. Like, some of these games I've played and beaten multiple times, and watching these people beat it in, like, literally four minutes. Mm. Like, you're like, I'm oh my so God. sad we missed the Ocarina of Time one. It was at, yeah. like, midnight or something. Yeah. The yeah. Zelda ones can get a little boring, because all they do is just side, they side hop just <laughs> infinitely, and they're like, and they're like, they'll literally, like, get against a wall, and they'll be like, all right, you need to be on this pixel, but once you're standing on this pixel, and you start back, you know, back, or side hopping... Like you can gain infinite momentum, so then all of a sudden they'll be like, bah, 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 and they'll be going like hundred miles an hour, and you're like, who would actually do that? Like find that 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 part of the ground to stand on. I love when people find weird bugs like that and stuff. Yep. Yeah, but that's where I, that's, well, a lot of a lot of those guys they're going to the designers and the and the engineers and they're figuring out. Oh yeah, where's this? Where's this? Where's yeah. This? Well, some actually it was kind of interesting. Some. Developers are now creating speedrunning tools in their games. Yeah, uh-huh. so um, they're, fi- yeah, they're yeah, finding. Yeah, so like one of them is like, uh, like I remember listening that one group of developers created a speedrun mode where it cuts out all of the like unskippable cutscenes. Mm. So it's just the game. Oh, I hate unskippable cutscenes. I know. So, so playing speedrunning mode. <laughs> you keep dying yeah. and have to keep watching the Oh, movie. yeah. Just get like, come on, let me skip it. <laughs> I'll still hit the jammer button even yeah. though yeah, it doesn't work. Like, come on. But yeah, they, they started to introduce tools to like help with that. Or like I, I had watched, uh, I was actually at a panel I'd been at, at PAX last weekend where someone talked about how they found a bug in their game mm. um, that it was basically one of those old, like, it was supposed to be an older side-scrolling, it was like a like a side-scroller platformer, but it was like in panels. So like when you got to the end of the room, it would shift to the other room, you know what I'm saying? Like, yep, yep. It was sort of like Metroid. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but they found a bug where if you dashed into the next room, your dash would reset while you're still in the air. <laughs> so then you could dash again. And and speedrunners, they they realized that this bug existed. So then they were like, let's just leave it for speedrunners to figure out. And then speedrunners uh, figured it out. Cool. So now like they'll they'll constantly skip entire rooms because they're already in the air. Oh, that's and awesome! They come through and stuff. How was PAX, by the way? Oh, I loved it. I wish uh, I wanted to go. But... Four days was draining. Yeah, yeah. Four days in Boston. I also was saying. <laughs> Four days in Boston is a little too long to be in Boston because <laughs> by the fourth day, within a span of five minutes, we entered the Dunkin' Donuts right near our hotel to get uh, breakfast. And within three minutes, we saw uh, some dude who was probably still drunk stumble out of the Dunkin' Donuts, <laughs> try and pick up his bike. And he rode it in a small circle and fell over. <laughs> and spent five minutes trying to... Well, he determined the issue wasn't that he was intoxicated. It was that the seat was too high. So he's, like, trying to balance himself on the bike while punching the seat down. While that's happening, another guy comes into the Dunkin' Donuts and opens this big bag and pours all of the, like, the pre-packed... Dunkin' Donuts, like, grinded <laughs> coffee beans or whatever. He just throws them all in his bag and then just leaves. 
with like 40 <laughs> of these. And I was like, gosh, we've been in Boston too long. You know? <laughs> yeah, I love Boston. This is, we've been here too long. <laughs> Whoa. And on that note, <laughs> I think we'll, wrap, we'll start wrapping things up. We've been talking for a good while. Uh, this has been a good topic, good conversation. Um, so uh, any, any last final thoughts before we go, Jimbo? Yeah, well, you know, hey, listen, you know, things go forward, and I know the, I know the, the people before came before us, our older siblings, or you know, older cousins who enjoyed their bit of sci-fi back in the day. Each one's coming out now. It's now it's like every day, you know. Sci-fi is 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 mainstream now, you know, and you know, you, you can think things like you know, Harry Potter books and. Uh, you know, the Lord of the Rings films to, to really kind of bring a lot of these things to the forefront. And, you know, now it's like, hey, listen, everybody's getting excited because the new Avengers movie coming out next week. Yeah. Next week, you, know? you know, but I mean, you know, things like, like Ready Player One that just came out was a really good movie. Um, you know, Black Panther, you know, hitting those phenomenal movies. You know, hitting those just it keeps on getting better and better and better and better. And now, you know, look at us. Like I'm already circling my calendar for, you know, you know Star Wars. You know, for Solo. Yes. But at the same time, I got a little thing from the Red Sox, and I'm looking down, and guess what? They're having a Star Wars night. Oh, nice! On May first. Over at Fenway Park, and I'm already thinking of spending like $300 just to go there because my kids love Star Wars, I love Star Wars, and you get a free, uh, um, like Mookie Betts bobblehead that he's dressed up like a Jedi. So, you know. You're paying that much because they're doing well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they're what, 10 and 2 right now? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's become, it's become less of a, of a novelty act. And I think, I think a lot of it has to do with technology and media is just everywhere. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's accessible for everybody. And if you're inclined, I think the kids that were younger, like during our day, you might have been a closet geek or you might have liked the geeky stuff, but if it wasn't if it wasn't accessible and you weren't so inclined to do it, you you weren't going to hunt for it. It's those of us who hunted it out, it's those of us who found it out. And, you know, there was levels of geek when we were younger. Nowadays it's like just everywhere. So I think it's kinda of cool. I think there's probably not gonna be a saturation point because guess what? It's gonna be everywhere. And, you know, if you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. I mean, look it. You know. Back in our day, we couldn't wait to get CDs. Now, their generation wants vinyl, and now they're realizing just how much vinyl sucked back in the day. <laughs> it sounds better, though. No, it doesn't. <laughs> the new records now, I've listened to it. It, it honestly, like, it's, it's, I don't say it sounds better. It's got a unique sound to it, it that does, you can't yeah, replicate anywhere else. Uh, wait yeah. till you leave your album out in the sun. Yeah. yeah tell me how it sounds. All right, so Haley, any last thoughts? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Eric, uh, I mean, yeah, I would say I, I would agree that I don't think there could be an oversaturation. I think uh, it's just another form of entertainment that people are now able to access freely. Because mm. um, for the longest time, there was only like, you know, it would be like sports and then like, you know, television came out and like, like movie, like those were like your iconic, like, oh, this is how people do. But now there's just like. Not only is there new forms of like, just like games, like I said, like role playing games, like a D and D is, is common, but there's also that geek culture has spread into everywhere else. Now mm. people are playing games when it comes to sports, like fantasy football. Right. This, is, this is massive 
it's just a game, right? You mm-hmm. create an account, pick your favorite players, you know what I'm saying? And then right, you yep. see how your team does. Oh, my team beat your team by X points. Like, it's just a game. Exactly, yep. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that's cool how it's it's sort of bled into every field and industry. And that's why I don't think there'll be an oversaturation because it's just sort of – it's not like – yeah, it's not like one – it's like imagine if – television overtook everything like television was bigger than sports television was bigger than movies it's not that type of thing right. it's just like that geek culture is spread through all of that so you, you know i don't think you can get an oversaturation i think mm-hmm. the only oversaturation you get is probably marvel movies <laughs> but that's a different debate no way. well marvel. my final thought is um i agree with you i don't think there are some people that are probably like, there's always people that are like, well, I don't like, you know, I don't like Marvel movies, so I think there's too many of them. I don't like Star Wars, so I think there's too much of it. But you know what? I don't like basketball, so when March Madness comes around, I think there's too much basketball. <laughs> so I concur. It's all, it's all, it's all on your perspective. And as we've mentioned before, there are all kinds of geeks in all kinds of life. Being a geek is more about your passion for something than what what it is that you're passionate about. So there are sports geeks, there are makeup geeks. Yeah, no, I think he was right. There, there are, you know, there are all sorts of geeks, and a lot of people, some people don't realize that they're geeks, but they are. I mean, if you're playing fantasy sports, I'm sorry, you're, but you're a geek. You're a nerd. <laughs> I think you are a nerd. I think back in our day, the geeks were there. It was just a matter of what what you were geeked out about right. that that either set you apart from others, or you know, like again, they they were like, you know. But that's the other thing. Popularity geeks, right? Back in the day, it was more separated, and I don't think we need to be so separate. No. No, yeah, I would argue we're not anymore. Yeah, really. I, think the, right. I think the things are coming down. You know? Yeah, the the walls are coming down, and then the and the thing is, is the ready readily accessible, you know, content and stuff like that. Like I said, right. you know, if those if those guys they wanted to be a geek or they were interested in it, but they just they never knew where to find it or you know, because I mean, some of the stuff that we used to do, like we used to have to search for it. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like that was our mission, that was our quest. But then again. You know, we also weren't handing in our English homework, too. So, you know, I mean, at the same time. No one ever did. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, back in those days, it was it was a little bit of a challenge. And even in our day, we, we felt like we were, like, on the cusp of, you know, technology and we were riding the wave of the of the future, you know. Like yeah, Commodore 64. Exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, for us, it was like, hey, man, you know, I'm, I've got the coolest magazines and, you know, hey, you know. Later on, videos came out that we, you know, that you could watch and stuff like that. And it wasn't YouTube, but at the same time, when we hit where you guys are now, that's when like Amazon was created. That was when like all those things were created. And so we, we rode that wave up until now. See, man, we're all surfers. Yeah, that's it, man. You just get on the wave and ride, baby. And I think one, one other final thought on the saturation thing as I think as long as you remember to to do quality over quantity, um, that's an important thing. For example, like Black Panther, that was a great movie. That was a high quality movie. Uh last year, things like Logan and things like that. Oh, I loved Logan. That was a great movie. I love that movie. So as if 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 people keep putting out stuff that's 
of better quality, then it won't be an oversaturation. It's when they start putting out cheap stuff that's when that's when it'll that's what will kill things. So and that goes for anything. Yeah, yeah. That's why I argue that uh, reality television sort of died. Exactly, because reality television all of a sudden every single channel had eleven reality TV right. shows. And then people are like, all these suck. Yeah. None of them were like shows like the Sur- like Survivor or anything, right? Like, those were the good ones. And, and those are the only ones that are still around. Yeah. So, on that note, uh, I want to thank you guys all for coming. Uh, thanks for having us. Sure. And uh, thanks to everybody for listening. And we'll talk to you next time. Good night, everybody. See you. I have been and always shall be your friend.